What's up guys? Before we get this going, we want to tell you about a company we're working with called Hemp Lucid. Hemp Lucid are supporters of this show. They provide full spectrum CBD products in various forms like tinctures, topicals, edibles, and more. These health products interact with your body's endocannabinoid system. This system is responsible for regulating many processes in your body, including your immune response, sleep, mood, and even pain. So there's many reasons to try CBD oil. So if you didn't know already, this company is producing some of the highest quality CBD products out there. And patriots all over this great country of ours are trying it and loving it. You can try Hemp Lucid today at HempLucid.com and get 20% off at checkout with discount code PARDON. That's HempLucid.com and get 20% off with the discount code PARDON. PARDON! My American. I've been tracking Sasquatches for 25 years. Pardon. My American. Global awakening to the new world order. Pardon. My American. Artificial intelligence. Pardon. My American. Do you believe in UFOs? Yes, sir. Extraterrestrial. You're listening to Pardon My American. Chris, what's going on, man? What's up, dude? Oh, living the dream. The quarantine dream. Oh, geez. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, you know, it's just another day in the life of 2020. It's yeah, almost what over. a year. What a year. Dude, dude, did you ever think that we'd be going through this shit right now? No, I was, I was ready for the, the 15 days to be over, what, nine months ago? Well, yeah, I was actually, I'm expecting aliens any day now. I mean, it's got to happen, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. speaking of that, the video, I don't know if you've seen it, the video popped up, somebody had like a telescope or something and they're watching the moon and could see the, the crafts or whatever going around the moon. Oh, yeah, dude, that video. And you could like see the shadows and stuff. That popped up on my feed again here. Yeah, this re- well, Chris, remember that was like something back over a year ago, dude. Yeah. yeah, and There's, it's, it's pretty impressive because they were huge, fucking huge things flying around. Yeah, absolutely. It's probably China, dude. They, they're taking over the moon. <laughs> China's already up there with a the base. Yep. Just didn't tell anyone. They're looking for underground bunkers there too. So they're gonna sh- they're gonna shoot us with lasers from the moon. Yep. Um. So anywho, everybody, obviously, Dave is still not with us. So just letting you yep. guys know that he is recovering. He's convalescing, right? Getting better. Hopefully he'll be back in a week. I mean, the doctors yep. just told him, hey, take it easy. Don't do anything uh, you're not supposed to do. Just get better soon. So we said, okay, well, do what you got to do, bro. Yeah. Uh, from what I understand, hopefully he's on the the downhill side of this. So. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So towards recovery. Yeah. Uh, so anywho, before we get started, you guys make sure to go to pardonmyamerican.com. Make sure to sign up, put in your email and also check us out on Parler. That's P-A-R-L-E-R because everybody's like, don't go to Parlor. It's like <laughs> L-A-R. It's like, no, Parler, the social media app. Come on. Yeah. So, but, and then I, I, I got to address the elephant in the room about Parler because Code Monkey, Ron. Yeah, there's been a few people kind of attacking Parlor. 
Yeah. And, and I think Tommy G came out and everybody's saying, well, parlors compromised and I've heard that too in the past, but it's like, where else are we supposed to fucking go? You know, like, yeah, I, I think we signed up. I signed us up on Gab. I think we'll be dabbling on Gab. I don't know. We'll try yeah. it out. And, and exactly like where else are people supposed to go? It, it's not like the whole point of, our show and other shows like us and people on social media, the point of talking about the things we're talking about is to spread the information to the people that don't necessarily know about it. So if you end up going to a platform that nobody fucking knows about, how are you supposed to spread the information? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have to kind of, you got to play the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, so what made me start thinking about going to these alternate sites too is, the electrical storm that's coming. Oh yeah. And how this electrical storm might shut down certain sites. It might shut down certain platforms. It might, they might use it. And I've heard X 22 kind of talk about this, but I remember talking about this with big Ron way back in the day that they're going to use a solar flare as either reality or as an excuse to shut down some power some places you know oh yeah it's like it's the effect of the of the flare that's shutting everything down yeah yeah so um so i have an actual article here i'm going to share my screen with you so check this out we have this first article it is called sunstorms incoming I'm going to try to zoom in a little bit if I can. Uh, It's not letting me Trying to zoom in. It's getting all weird on me. So there's sunstorms coming, everybody. Beware. (laughs) So essentially what this is saying is digital economy disruption is possible as a quote Terminator event suggests strongest sunspot cycle on record imminent. So what they're saying is that the National Center of Atmospheric Research, NCAR, are forecasting the sun is about to wake up, expected to hurl pulses of energy into space. Earth's implications could be dire as stormy space weather could be disastrous for digital economy. Ooh. Well, dude, think about that. If that shuts down internet or internet in part of the world, I mean, there's certain like stores. I know like Dave said, his store runs on the internet. So his transactions are transcribed over the web. They would all shut down, dude. You couldn't buy groceries. You couldn't buy anything. Well, it's, it's not just stores. It's store, it's stores and companies and everything. Yeah. It's funny that they used the Terminator event. Yeah. Cause I was looking for like, little video clips. I was going to make a post about the storm is coming. And one of them was from the Terminator. Oh, really? (laughs) It was, it it was kind of funny because it's an old movie and it's the acting was bad in my opinion. And they're like, there was this little Mexican kid. He's like, I can't speak Spanish, but he's he's like, like, what did he just say? And he's like, you have the old Mexican guys. Like there's a storm coming. And she looks at him and goes, I know. (laughs) (laughs) It it was funny. So I didn't make posts because, yeah. Well, okay. So there's, there's that. Um, 
but yeah, it's just with this, the whole great reset talk and the fact that they needed to use something to collapse the economy because listening to libertarian podcasts for the last several years, I mean, Ron Paul listening to his podcast, they, they always talked about how we're on a gigantic bubble. Our economy is a gigantic debt bubble that's going to burst. And when it bursts, it's going to, it like what just happened in 2009 with the housing crisis, right? You yeah. Had all, all these people buying houses that couldn't afford it and banks were giving them loans when they shouldn't have been approved. And then all of a sudden after 12 months, their payments tripled and they're like, Oh fuck, I can't afford this shit. So it's like the balloon, the balloon loans, right? Yeah. So essentially what, what this is all leading to is that they're going to have to change the currency. And remember a long time ago, we talked about how coronavirus they're using it. I mean, something's got to be, there's something more to it, right? They're shutting down, not just sections of the world that are implicated or, um, you know, impacted by this disease, but it's mm-hmm. the entire world, man. Yeah. It's, it's everything at once. So and it's gotta be what, what's impacted by what impacts the entire world, money, energy. Uh, I mean, a virus. Okay. I guess, but where are the dead bodies at? No, I feel like even if it was like a, Money affects the world more than this virus is affecting the world in the in, in its current state right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, power, everything's driven by money. And it's funny that you mentioned the, uh, like, cryptocurrency because the, the CEO or the guy that invented cryptocurrency or whatever just got arrested. Oh, I've, uh, was it Bitcoin? It wasn't Bitcoin. It did, I don't they didn't mention Bitcoin that I seen, but it was a, the guy that does cryptocurrency, whoever started it was just arrested like yesterday. I'll see if I can find for, it. For a bunch of basically stealing money and making up a bunch of fake shit. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. So um, here, let me share my screen. We got a, uh, this is from, Bitcoin.com crypto current or crypto founder faces 10 years in prison over 10 millions of dollars or, or over millions of dollars in exit scam without paying taxes. Uh oh. Uh, yeah. So it's tax fraud, tax evasion. Yes. He avoided paying taxes. Well, good for him, dude. Isn't that what, <laughs> that's what life's all about? Getting out of tax. How, but how can, how can they arrest him? Didn't Donald Trump just like waiver federal taxes through the end of the year? Oh yeah. But this guy has had, he's been doing this for 10, 10 years. Oh wait, no, 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 wait, hold on. He faces 10 years of imprisonment, but how long has he been doing this? Yeah. If it was within the last month or two, he's fine. Oh yeah. It looks like it <laughs> looks like it happened in September and October, 2017. Oh yeah. If, you're fucked. If he could have just waited <laughs> Three more years, two more years. <laughs> right. He would have been so fine. Anyway, um, since we were talking about that storm, you know how uh, there's always this, uh, everybody look to Twitter because Trump's going to say the storm is upon us. Yep. 
right? There's that 17 post that always talks about this. So you sent me this. This was kind of fascinating. This is a uh, a tweet from Escanar Emperor Elect at Real Escanar, and he posts this Donald J. Trump tweet that he puts in. So Trump tweeted out something in a quote here, and he quoted. Donald Trump must get the credit for the vaccines, period. It's or it is a miracle. Okay. And now what this guy did was he put that quoted tweet into a gematria calculator. And according to the Jewish gematria, because there's different forms of gematria, I guess. I mean, there's English, Jewish, you name it. And you basically add, so what Gematria does is it assigns a numerical value to a letter. And so you have like a, a D equals four, an O is 50, an N is. Yeah, it, yeah it's, a, it's a number cipher, is what it is. Yes. And so you add up that whole phrase Donald Trump must get the credit for the vaccines, blah, blah, blah. And what it creates is the number 29 or 2892 in the Jewish Gematria. Now, Mm-hmm. What also equals 2892 is my fellow Americans, the storm is upon us. <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds of that? So that is a very specific coincidence that yeah. is very, and you, what did he say? Save Israel for, for last? I mean, where's Israel? Yeah. Or I mean, yeah. I mean uh, Israel, but the people of Israel are Jewish, right? Yeah. And... I mean, that is exactly what 17 said to look for. I mean, he kind of did it. If that is actually what he meant to do, he kind of did it in a roundabout way. But yeah, Trump always does things secretly in a roundabout way. So, well, yeah. And, and so we talked about that, how Trump um, here. Let me go back to us. Trump uses his Twitter account and he'll he'll spell out words and he'll capitalize letters that aren't supposed to be capitalized. Like he'll say like, happy birthday. I hope you are doing well, like capital A or (laughs) like, what the hell? Why? But he does that. Yeah. He's always almost daily. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's meant to be like, oh, well he's dumb. He doesn't know what he's doing. But there might be some like secret code shit to that, dude. I don't know. Yeah. That would take a lot of, digging into to figure that kind of shit out. Yeah. Um, well, it's something to keep an eye on because I think next week is when Dan Scavino or not Dan Scavino, um, John Ratcliffe, the DNI that, the, yep. uh, yes, he's supposed to on come Friday. out. Yes. December 18th is the day that he's supposed to come out with his assessment. Now, this is per the 2018 executive order that Trump signed mm-hmm. about election interference from a foreign person, right? Yeah, or entity. There you go. So now um, the way that the executive order states, it says that 45 days after election day, the director of national intelligence has to come out with an assessment. And so 45 days from the election is, like you said, this upcoming Friday. So people are expecting some sort of assessment report to come out. And if you look at 
if you look at the uh, the actual executive order, the second step after that assessment comes out is the attorney general gets involved and has a subsequent 45 days. Mm. But that that leads us into February. So shit's got to happen before then. But I think once the director of national intelligence comes out with that report, I think that's when they can do things about any kind of interference from a foreign person or country or something. I don't Uh, think the, I don't think the like bar, the attorney general would have to wait another 45 days. I think he has 45 days. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Well, same thing with, um, John Radcliffe, he doesn't have to wait until Friday. He can come out tomorrow. Yeah, he could probably he could probably give Trump the report. Yeah, this earlier in the week. So yep, yeah, and but it, Trump has to Trump has to wait till Friday to actually do anything about it. Exactly. Well, in listening to X twenty two, he was saying, okay, well, are are these social media companies <laughs> going to shut everybody down now because this report is going to come out? This assessment from John Radcliffe. And they're oh gonna yeah, if they're gonna if they're gonna shut everything down over a New York Post article about Hunter Biden, they're definitely gonna shut everything down over China interfering with our election. Yeah, and so hence the solar flare, and then hence the uh, just coming out today, the U.S. Treasury was hacked. However, the oh yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, so yeah. I mean, the, I think that they're they're definitely laying the tracks. And they're, they know that this report, this assessment's coming out and they're going to say, "Uh Oh, everybody, look what just happened. All these conservative. And and also tomorrow is when the appeals court is supposed to rule on releasing the data on them investigating the 22 machines in Michigan. Oh, the Dominion voting machines. Yep. Yep. That is right. Because there was a, because the judge blocked it from them being able to release the information they got. Yep. But they went through the appeals and I think it's tomorrow that they have the appeals court decision. Yeah. You know what else is coming out tomorrow that everybody should be aware of that the media is going to pump is that tomorrow's the day that the electors have to choose. I mean, tomorrow's the deadline. Tomorrow's the deadline, everybody. I mean, we have a president and his name is Joe Biden. (laughs) His name. I've seen a, I don't, yeah, there's a lot of shit that's going to happen in this week. I, I, so. I feel it too, dude, because I think everybody is at the fucking press. I mean, they're at the precipice. No oh, doubt. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, you can see it in the, in all, every single rally that's happened since the election has broke out in a brawl between Antifa and Patriots. Yeah. Every single like- one of them. I'm glad you brought that up because we have this right over here. This just happened yesterday. There was a big ass rally in DC for Trump and the proud boys. um, There were four people that got knifed by, uh, I don't know if he was an Antifa guy or just some dude who had a knife, but proud boys in Antifa clashed in DC over the weekend, everybody. And this was after a day of pro-Trump demonstrations, leaving a female cop injured and at least four people stabbed, including in a dramatic caught-on-video knife fight. 
It shows a lone African-American counter protester dressed in all black. He's surrounded outside Harry's bar on 11th and F street in Northwest or yeah, whatever. Do you have, do you have the videos of the fight pulled up? Um, I, I thought I did here. Let me refresh this maybe. Cause it's showing a fucking you- dog. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Dude. Have you watched it? Yeah. I watched the stuff that Andy Noah was posting. Ooh. So check this out. All right, here, I'm going to make this big. I'm going to turn up the volume just a little bit. All right. So, watch it. It fucking flips out the knife. Can, oh, yeah. She, this woman comes in and grabs his fucking hat. Oh, yeah. He tried, tried to rip his mask off. Yeah. He's got a knife. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's wicked, dude. Look at all this shit. They doggy yeah. fell on the guy. God. Yeah. So. so <laughs> the cops are right on top of everyone. Everybody watching <laughs> this, everybody watching this, act, pretend like you're the cop in there. What the hell do you do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, as a cop, what are you supposed to do with this mess? <laughs> I just want to be like, I'm going to go home now and uh, crack, <laughs> crack a beer. Uh, no, you'd be like, okay, I'm going to stand over here in shit. Yeah. And then, I'm <laughs> Good, see, and then see, I'll jump in. Yeah, see this guy right here? This is me. I would ha- I'd, I'd be slinging my poop with this hand right here. <laughs> That's that's me coming. And people are, it'll take some time for people to realize that. Oh my God, I'm smelling fecal matter. What is this? And then they'll realize it's a deranged cop just playing. Yeah, oh, so, that's, that's never shit being thrown is never a good time. Nope, it's that's that's despotism, man. That's where we're going. But but yeah, I mean, precipice. Everyone's. Had enough. Everyone's losing it. It's it's to the point where people aren't putting up with bullshit anymore. Yeah. But I think you're onto something about something happening this week, too, because this coming out of DailyMail.com, Pentagon announces plans to withdraw its military support to the CIA's international counterterrorism missions by January. So they're taking all these CIA members that have to do with international counterterrorism. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe like somewhere from China or ISIS or who the hell knows. And these they're pulling the plug, dude. They're saying, uh, yeah, we don't need you anymore. Well, yeah, there's no wars happening. So. Yeah. So this is the main bullet points here. Acting Defense Secretary Christopher Miller told CIA Director Gina Haspel that the Pentagon plans to cut support to the agency's counterterrorism operations. So essentially, military support assigned to the CIA details in the Middle East could instead be used on missions related to Russia or China. And this, the CIA's covert counterterrorism missions generally or generally rely on the military for logistical support and personnel. So the military aren't going to be involved in this CIA's bullshit no longer. Yeah. So it's interesting that 
they said either Russia or China since he could get that report this week that says China is involved and now they're going to use the military that was for counterterrorism other places and use it maybe against what they find out in that report. Yeah, man. I mean, it just it, everything seems to be coming to a head right now. You have Trump pulling the military out of all these places and bringing them where? Bringing them home? Yep. To do what? Defend our land? Defend us from maybe an attack of some sort? Because I mean, nothing is off the table at this point. So, I mean, it's not like we haven't been attacked before. Well, this is what I'm thinking, because you have all these moves. I mean, the assignment of Christopher Miller, and then you have Ezra Ezra Cohen-Watnick in there. These guys are Mm -hmm. all saying, you got to end these wars. They've been shouting this shit for years. And all of a sudden, you're at the end of this term. I think Trump's going to get in again, obviously. But coming towards the end of Trump's term, you have all these... um, anti-war activist or not activists but anti-war proponents coming in and filling these important roles man i mean yeah defense secretary that's huge if you get an anti-war guy and now they're pulling all these troops out of these countries they're have, coming up with how many peace deals and yeah no, a fourth one just got just got done last week and now they're removing the cia's involvement so it's essentially Okay, now we're we're figuring out who the bad guys are and we're we're cutting off ties completely. <clears throat> CIA. And the reason why I bring this up is because now you have remember how last week we went through all those Twitter posts on the, the military movement. They seem to be yeah. doing like they're preparing, right? So we have this tweet from Relentless Truth at LeBron on roids on Twitter. Um, Here's a tweet. He says, eyes on Patriots. Steve Quayle broke this news yesterday that an F-16 was shot down by the Chinese and a three or 30,000 pound bunker buster bomb was dropped on a bunker in Robinston, Maine, killing five or 50,000 Chinese. Yeah. So this guy and I, I was listening to quite frankly, and he was saying this is the Hagman report and how the Hagman report is they do quite a bit of uh, vetting on their topics and on their information. They're not like a pro conspiracy. They're not heavy into that shit. So to have them actually reporting on this had a little bit of clout to it. Okay. I don't know how much that can be well, taken seriously. This, vi- this video and a, a post or two that I've seen mentioning the, the bombing of the Chinese main. But as far as the F-16, I actually seen on mainstream news about this F-16 and going down in Michigan. Yes. Yeah. And they so- said they said he crashed in a training exercise, which is what they use, always say. Yeah. But they it happened uh, on the 9th or 10th or something. And then Friday is when they actually found the the body of the pilot. This is what was on the news that I've seen. Yeah. And then essentially there were earthquakes being reported in Maine and in Michigan. Yeah. 
And so what this guy is about to say is that those weren't earthquakes. This was a bunker bomb. And there were 50,000 Chinese that were on American soil underground and they got blown up. And we know that they're around because Justin Trudeau gave Chinese permission to come train in China. Yeah. So it's not that far fetched that if they were going to invade, they do it like around area. So, yeah. So check out what this guy has to say here. Here we go. The U.S. F-16 shot down by the Chinese troops. Pilot taken hostage. U.S. dropped a 30,000 pound uh, bunker buster bomb, killing 50,000 Chinese troops in the underground facility in Robinson, Maine. There's two events that took place, one in Maine and one in Michigan. Troops are making incursions. Okay. <clears throat> so, this guy... Uh, at LeBron on roids on Twitter keeps on going. And he says the, uh, the 3.0 earthquake that was recorded nine miles from Callis on 731 or at 731 AM on Wednesday, Callis just happens to be roughly 10 miles or so away from you guessed it, Robinson, Maine. So we look at this, here's your first Callis, Maine, Robinson, Maine. Yeah. And we got those two events, right? So earthquakes going on. And this is saying that Steve said reports claim 50,000 troops were brought in by boat from the Bay of Fundy, right on the Canadian border. So if you look at where the Bay of Mundy is, this is where we're talking about. So this is where the 50,000 troops essentially were reported to come into. And then the bunker i mean that's literally right on the damn border dude oh yeah so i don't know <laughs> don't know what to think about it and, yeah i don't know it's uh i also heard that because a lot of our navy and mil and army and military and stuff is coming home there is a a, a bunch of ships on each side on each ocean on, on our west side and east side that are just setting up that are there in case of missile attacks or is from what i read it looks like they're set up to engage in something that could happen well dude think about how scary this could be because remember on a couple episodes ago when uh, dave was at, at the hospital and joe was giving birth we went over um how trump was going against all these defense contractors pulling out of wars. Right. Mm -hmm. And we went over and this was right around the time where the fires were happening. And we talked about direct energy weapons causing the fires. Yep. Think of the enemies that Trump has right now. Oh, dude. So many, but think of what they're capable of doing with. Well, yeah, if they're losing out on, military contracts with the u.s that means they're gonna go somewhere else well yes and or they can yes i mean i think that they've been going to china this whole time too but imagine what china has now in their back pocket because those defense contractors were sold down the river and where did they wash up on the shores of shanghai you know what i'm saying yeah, like, I'm just, yeah right but 
they just they went to imagine if those defense contractors with those those weapons of near future capabilities are now in the hands of our enemies what the hell dude wouldn't surprise me yeah i mean that would make sense why i mean you look back to when trump took the presidency and right before he came in obama went and traveled around to all these foreign countries he went there's reports that he went to north korea yeah, like while he, while Trump was president or right before? Right before. Mm. And he went to China. He met, went and met with, met with China. He went and met with people in Europe. He, he went and met all these leaders right before Trump came into office. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I also, um, so 17 refers to Obama doing that as well, but after Trump had visited places. So that's like the shadow presidency. He might have done it both times. Who knows? Yeah. He's like basically saying, hey, shit, uh, we got a uh, strange guy coming in and he ain't part of the party. Okay. So (laughs) I seen a funny bit. I seen an interesting video about Obama today. Uh, He was in an interview and he was saying if he had the opportunity to. Like if a third term was on the table and he had the opportunity to like stand on, sit on a microphone and tell someone that was actually president what to say, he would do it. Oh, yes. Uh, this I'm going to look this up. This was a, uh, he was saying something like, you know, if I had the ability just to sit in a basement or something and tell someone from like a, my cell phone, just, I would tell yeah, them. Yeah, just ta- like, talking in their ear, tell them what to say. Yeah, basically admitting, yeah, he'd be definitely down to do a shadow presidency. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I'll be able to find that right away here, but yeah, no. I mean, it's it's all good. I'd I'd rather not hear Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like coming right out and saying, "Yeah, I'll I'd be willing to do some really corrupt shit, no problem." Yeah, right. I mean, I wouldn't wouldn't doubt it coming from that man. But any of the the previous five presidents, I wouldn't doubt it from. Um, So guess what season it is, Chris? Guess what season? Yes. Tis the season for vaccines. Because that is what else is happening tomorrow is the Pfizer vaccine. Okay. As Trump called it. Mm Mm-hmm. The Pfizer. Yeah, I know. He, he said it three. He said Pfizer three times in that speech. Well, he's and then he, Pfizer at the end. He's in New York, right? He's he's got that Pfizer. No, 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 no. I think he's he's. I've heard him say Pfizer multiple times. Yeah, but he said Pfizer. He said Pfizer. <laughs> that is hilarious, dude. That he likes. He does the same shit with his tweets. He does it in his fucking. Broadcast to the world too. In, in in that speech, he said Pfizer multiple times, and then at the end, he said Pfizer. Yeah. So he changed the way he said it during the same speech. <clears throat> well, you know, I've heard like AOC do that too, where she's like, "Ain't nobody gonna tell me what to do around here. I'm my own woman." <laughs> 
You know what I mean? Where she's like, <laughs> yeah, but have you ever heard Trump change the way he talks? No, no. Yeah. Yeah. It ain't happening. Yeah. So that was intentional. That's what you're saying is he was saying the FISA shit is coming. I think so. Well, so the vaccines, this is the word on the street on Friday, Pfizer vaccine got emergency use, right? It got scheduled or okayed by the FDA for emergency use. Yep. And now it is being shipped to every single state. And from all that I've been seeing is that tomorrow states are going to start handing them out and it's going to be free. Yeah. And it's uh, being, being delivered by FedEx and UPS. I think, I think they're splitting the country in half and one's doing one, one's doing the other. Oh, so it's going to be delivered to our houses and shit or. No, I don't think it's going to be delivered to houses, but it'll be delivered to places where you can go get it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Because (laughs) the whole, uh, the whole China seeds thing is like, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. You, I remember you texted me about that. Yeah. Well, the, um, my mom got put on one of the lists to, uh, be one of the first ones to get the vaccine. And I was like, you're going to do really? it. Well, there's a she, list. Well, the, the people at the top of the list are immunocompromised. Like the people that are a little bit older and they've had well, how, some surgeries, you know, how so. does she know she's on a list though? She, she had like talked, a letter in the mail saying you're getting talked, this vaccine. No, she talked to her uh, doctor in a, just a video call, dude. So uh-huh. I was like, well, hey, huh. but, but here's the thing is like, that's one thing about Trump that always kind of bugged me is he's very pro vaccine and he's always wanting this vaccine out. And he's, he's acting like this vaccine is more of a thing to help the economy grow, which I get it, but it's like, are we kind of not afraid of the MRNA doing something weird? And why are we all of a sudden just pushing this mass vaccination when it's only had about nine months to go through development? Yeah, I don't know. That's one thing that always got me weird, man. Speaking of, so remember last time when we were doing this and we talked about the Luciferin? Oh, yeah. So I was looking into that a little bit. And apparently it's a chemical compound that is in bioluminescence. Okay. That's, that is in like, uh, like fireflies or glowworms or like yes. jellyfish. And so I was thinking if they, when they add that compound into the vaccine, it's like right at the very end and then they freeze it. <clears throat> okay. So if, the, if this is used for bioluminescence, what if that's a way to look to see if you've had it or not? Like, Probably. I wonder if there's a, I wonder if there's a light you can shine, like, Oh, put out your arm and they shine a light on you and they can see the bioluminescence in your veins. Yeah. It did be throughout your whole body. Yeah. Because I mean, what this thing does is it creates a protein. So the MRNA goes into your cells and it hooks up to what is called a ribosome. And it tells that ribosome, create this protein now, please. It's basically like uh, a recipe. 
you send yeah. a recipe, you send a recipe into your cells and you tell the chef what to cook. And this, the chef reads the recipe, starts cooking out the protein and delivers whatever the fuck you told it to cook. And now you got this weird protein in your body and hopefully it's the right one because dude, I think now we should go into this topic because the HIV shit, <laughs> this thing, yeah, that's weird. This thing blew my mind. Um, let me, let me get this pulled up here. Uh, so there is another vaccine being, um, looked at or being developed over in Australia. Yeah. And they had to halt their studies because the people that were actually getting the vaccine had false positives for HIV. That's never good. So essentially we have coming out of, I don't know where this is coming out of, but this is a Australian COVID vaccine terminated due to HIV false positives. And what they say is that a billion dollar deal for the Morrison government to buy more than 50 million doses of the University of Queensland's potential coronavirus vaccine has been abruptly terminated after several trial participants returned a false positive HIV test. And what happens is that it's right here. This The UQ vaccine, which I think is just University of Queensland, they shortened it. Uh, the vaccine candidate used a protein and an adjuvant platform containing the COVID-19 spike protein and a molecular clamp. But what this, so this small component is derived from a human immunodeficiency virus, also known as HIV, that is not able to infect people or replicate. <laughs> okay. I'll just trust you on that. But, well, if they know it's in there, why but so here, why here's they, the, so here's the thing remember back in the day francis boyle right dr francis boyle and there were two indian doctors doctors from india who sequenced the genome of this virus which is bizarre because i've also heard that this virus has never been isolated so i yeah, don't know that, that's that's kind of what the reasoning why the the, the test is inaccurate. Yeah. And so it's like that paper was never reviewed, but there was also Dr. Francis Boyle, who's, who basically said that the way that this virus works is that it contains a chunk of HIV. It's a, it's a Frankenstein. It was made in a lab. Because it, I don't, I don't think there's any doubt that they was this was made over in a China lab, right? The Wuhan lab four, the fucking bio safety the, lab, the co the COVID nineteen virus. Yes. Oh yeah, definitely, it definitely was. Yeah, and so <clears throat> what they were all saying is that they were there were inserted genes from HIV in the COVID nineteen virus, and that's what made it more. Uh, virical or vir virulous. I don't know what the word is, but it made it more um, contagious and it allowed it to get into your cells a lot quicker. Yeah. This seems to kind of validate that theory 
because th- to create this vaccine, they took a chunk out of the, the virus and they made a spike like protein out of it. And that protein had to ended up being a false positive HIV. So they just, they took a chunk out of the virus, made a vaccine, gave it to somebody. And then all of a sudden now they're HIV positive. <laughs> you know what I mean? So sound, like, it kind of sounds like what Bill Gates did in fucking Africa, huh? Well, no, I, I think this is just a, a, a way to prove that yes, COVID-19 has the HIV strain or chunk. He calls it a spike protein or a molecular clamp. But Oh, so you're saying so you're saying the HIV part of it came from the chunk they got from the COVID. Yeah, so essentially how it, how it works is when you develop the vaccine, you take a part of the virus and you have a, a, an antigen response, right? So you create you put in part of that virus into your body and your body will create antibodies off of the antigen. So it'll see that strip of protein that you put into your body, which is comes from the virus itself. Mm -hmm. You shove that into your body, your body will recognize that as a foreign substance. It will attack it and it will create an antibody. So whenever um, it sees this foreign invader again, that antibody knows how to fit and lock and clap, clamp it into place and get rid of it quickly. And that's how your immune system works. So the fact that they created a vaccine that has a response to the same fucking response as an HIV test. Hello. <laughs> that's, that was like a no brainer to me. Like, okay, yeah, this shit has HIV in it. I don't know. Yeah. So here's a, to better, better kind of explain this. We have, um, this is a little clip from Dr. Francis Boyle talking, I believe on Infowars, but he's basically talking about how this thing, it's about a two minute clip. So let's, uh, I'm just making sure this is all good. Okay. So listen to this real quick. All right. Yep. Let me go back then to what I think happened in Australia. I am only operating on the news media reports, but this uh, uh, Australian health board here that supervised this, they knew exactly what they were doing. And uh, uh, when it comes to the uh, development of a biological weapon, uh, you need two elements. First, you need Uh, the uh, offensive agent itself, which they helped the Wuhan BSL-4 develop. And then, uh, that's COVID-19, and then you need a vaccine. And what they do then is that they take the biological warfare weapon, in this case COVID-19, with the HIV DNA genetically engineered that they did, and then they reverse engineer it. They do reverse DNA engineering to try to create a vaccine. And I believe that is why then the HIV is in this so-called vaccine, that they reverse engineered the COVID. Well, of course, COVID-19 has got HIV in it, so they made a vaccine, it's got it in it. And so now you take it, you test positive HIV, exactly. Right, and and that's that's what happened with this. We have to understand there are different vaccines in operation here. 
So I think this was uh, reverse engineering of the biological warfare weapon that the Australian uh, Health Board uh, uh, helped uh, the Wuhan BSL-4 uh, manufacture because they knew exactly what they were doing and, and it failed. They ended up giving people HIV. So, Okay. So that's essentially what we were just talking about, right? <clears throat> so you take yeah. a part, you take a part of the virus, you reverse engineer it, you put that into your vaccine to create some sort of antigen antibody response. And whoops, we accidentally put in the HIV sequence. <laughs> Yikes. Oh dang. So um yeah, I don't know, man. What do you think? Uh I it's mean, okay. I I don't know. I don't understand what the point of putting in the HIV would be. Would it, would it be just so you literally just couldn't get rid of it of the virus? Um, I think it's it could be a multiple of things. I think maybe they have maybe they have control of HIV, dude. Maybe they invented. HIV. Yeah, maybe. Um, if you look at the patented or the patents on the gene envelopes of HIV, I mean, Fauci owns quite a bit of them. And yeah. then you have, I mean, because a lot of people are saying like, okay, well, where did AIDS come from? Where did HIV come from? Did it, did somebody fuck a monkey? Did that really <laughs> happen? Or was it, <laughs> or was yeah, it, made in, was it made in a lab too? Right. So, I mean, I, yeah. But I think that if you know how HIV works, I mean, HIV has been around for a long time, dude. So if you know how yeah. it works, you know how it gets into the cells, you know where the, the a lock and key action, like the most active responsive part of HIV is, and you can splice that out of HIV and put it into something else and it still works. It's like doing a heart transplant, man. Like you take a heart out of, something else and put it into me, my heart would still be like, okay, well it still works for now. So, so you're, are you saying like they put this in there and when then they false positive tested for HIV in Australia, they had to pull it back because they were like, Oh no, we accidentally showed our cards. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think, I think it happened on accident and they're like, Oh fuck. We put in the wrong, like out of all the, the gene sequences, we pull the one that matches to HIV. What are the odds? Or did they put the HIV one in on purpose because it's hard. It, it would be harder for the virus to get, to get rid of it. But then they didn't think it was enough to show up on a test. Maybe. Yeah. That could have been it too, because it, it, it basically would be a way to attack the virus because if oh, attacking the virus, you have multiple different sequences that you can attack. You can be like, okay, well, what's the, what's the best way to attack this? Should I, I mean, if you look at somebody's body, it's just like, you know, jujitsu, like, should I attack them with their legs? Should I attack their neck? Should I attack uh, their arms? Should I, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know that much about yeah. it, but it just, there's different sites of the fucking, you know, the cell that you can, go from and so they're they just chose that site i think and i think that they're like okay well this seems to have like high reactivity let's choose this site and then 
oh shit, it has to do with HIV. Don't know, man. Because this is a another company. It's not like Fauci. This was another company trying to get a vaccine. So they just chose a site on this thing and it happened to be yeah. reactive. That that's true. I guess it could have been like didn't know what they were grabbing, which does is mind blowing to me that you're even a science professional and you don't know. Well, especially what, like a virologist who you're creating a vaccine for. Exactly. How do you not know that that's what that is? Yeah. Yes, indeed. Um, so just real quick before we get off of vaccines, and I only have a couple more things, but this whistleblower, the vaccine whistleblower was found dead after saying she'd never commit suicide. Yeah, she like texted her her family or something, right? And was like, I would never do this. I would never kill myself or anything like that. And yes. then she ended up dead. So this is um, <clears throat> Brandy Vaughn, who is a renowned whistleblower of big pharma and vaccines, has been found dead roughly a year after she released a public statement saying she would never commit suicide. And her fucking nine-year-old son found her dead, dude. Oh fuck! The cause That's of death. The worst. Yeah, the cause of death is currently unknown. But this is what she said in a Facebook statement from last December. "Quote: I have, I have never, all caps, never had any thoughts of taking my own life. Not once ever, even before I had my son. I have a huge mission in this life. Even they make it very difficult and scary. I would again." Never, all caps, take my own life, period. I've never been on any antidepressant nor been diagnosed as depressed. Don't believe it if you ever hear anything like this. I mean, that's pretty, <laughs> she's pretty adamant. <laughs> yeah, so in 2015, Vaughn created LearnTheRisk.org to educate people on the dangers of pharmaceutical products, vaccines, and unnecessary medical treatments. So she's been all over the place kind of creating a lot of stuff. But I mean, it just shows you, man, because like I said, out of every single video that we've created, we've talked about like Hollywood pedos. We've talked yeah. about black magic, devil worship. The vaccine stuff is the one that gets us pulled. Almost everyone that we that you've made for about vaccines gets taken down. Yeah, it is. There's and it tell this you look at who's getting murdered. I mean, straight up murdered, man. I don't know. It could have been anything, but it sure looks fishy to me. Yeah. Um, so anyway, just to kind of end this, I had a couple just uh, grab bag topics that I wanted to talk about that I found. One, one of them was, I, I find both of these just very disturbing. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> okay. Um, this first one coming out of the Daily Mail. Seattle City Council considers a new, quote, poverty defense to excuse misdemeanor crimes such as theft and assault if the culprit is homeless, addicted to drugs, or has a mental health issue. Oh, God. So, essentially... Anybody can, anybody can claim that. Yeah, the poverty defense would absolve a suspect accused of a misdemeanor crime in the act can be linked back to poverty and possibly addiction or mental health. So 
if you uh, if you have an addiction to drugs and you steal something, it's not your fault. It's not your fault, man. <laughs> the The shit part about that is you can't control you can't you can't prove if someone has actual mental health issues or if they're addicted to drugs or not. All you can do is if they're the drug part of it. Oh, if they have drugs in their system, then I guess you're okay. Well, yeah, I, I could see how you could prove that with just prior like history of either being logged into some sort of drug rehab program or. Well, talking. yeah, but if, you, but since this is released, how many people are going to go do that kind of shit that had never done it before? Well, check this out. <clears throat> it says attorneys would be required to prove the defendant committed the act to meet a basic need to survive. And we're not just impoverished at the time of the crime. So I broke into your house because I was cold. <laughs> oh God. I stole I had to go steal his TV because I'm, I'm homeless and I'm, I'm bored. Yeah. So you have to prove attorneys would have. And, to I, and, I, and I stole a Roku also. Yeah. I mean, I just really liked it. My mama never bought me one. Um, <laughs> Deprived as a child. The proposal, however, excludes misdemeanors related to domestic violence. So this does not fly in the home. Okay. And oh, this is this is what what got me right here. Lawmakers suggested the creation of a public fund for restitution to compensate theft victims, even if the offender cannot pay them. So do you know what a public fund for restitution is? Taxes. They're going to tax the public to pay back and compensate. To pay, yeah, to pay back the people that are committing crimes that aren't being dealt with. Yeah. So welcome to Seattle, everybody. Yeah, let's, let's put up more money so everyone can steal shit from you. That makes a lot of fucking sense. Well, and it's like, hello, where is the accountability? Where's the personal accountability? And who just let, I mean, where's, where's uh crack cocaine legal now? Isn't it, is it in Seattle or is it in Oregon? It's in Oregon. Okay. Well, guess where it's coming next? Seattle. Oh yeah. It's not far behind. Well, uh, fucking, the attorney general or whatever in California just did the all, about the same thing. They're not going to prosecute anybody for doing uh, all that kind of shit too now. Yeah. So right here in a situation where you took that sandwich because you were hungry and you were trying to meet your basic need and satisfying your hunger. We as the community will know that you should not be punished for that. The conduct is excused. <laughs> okay. That that sucks for anybody who owns uh, that sandwich restaurant, I guess. I mean, damn, dude. I don't know. I don't know. What happened? What happened to everyone just doing what they could to take care of themselves? Not saying people can steal, but like being a good citizen and providing. Yeah. Does people just, this is the complete and utter destruction of the American way. That's exact. This is all it is. 
Well, it goes from um, we've we've gotten rid of community and helping one another through charity. And I mean, getting rid of religion did a lot of that, I feel like, because when everybody was religious, going to church and they had local community events where they were very tight knit and everybody knew everybody like, oh, there's Chris. I know his fucking kids. I know his family. I've been growing up with that guy forever. Now you have these big ass cities. No one knows anybody. Dude, I lived in Seattle for two years and it was fucking hell because you're you're somebody in the way. When you're when you're yeah. at a when you're at a store, you're in somebody's way all the time. You're never a person. I mean, don't get me nice. People are nice, but people are also busy as hell and they don't have time to know you. And so it it comes down to this stuff can be generated as far as like the dude who wants the sandwich. Yeah. Let, let me as a community member to like decide to pitch in and, and help that guy out. Don't let a business owner take the brunt of theft because the guy was hungry because now you're giving the guy an excuse to go steal. Yeah. I mean, and he's going to think that, okay, well, if I can get away with stealing a sandwich because I was hungry, what else can I get away with? Can I steal a mattress? Cause I don't have a bed. Can I steal yeah. a TV? Cause I don't have, or, or just an internet. Like, can I steal somebody else's internet password or I don't know, where's the line, you know? So I don't have means of transportation. So how about I go steal this person's car? Yeah. I need it more than I need it more than they do. Yeah. That's so it's where is the line drawn and they better be real careful with it because people of Seattle are not going to put up with that shit. Well, actually I take that back. <laughs> I think they would because they're a bunch of fucking idiots. <laughs> they are a bunch of fucking morons because they allowed, uh, what was it? Chaz, Chaz, yeah. Michael Michaels to take this, over <laughs> six by six. summer of love is what they were calling it. Yeah. After a bunch of couple of people got murdered. All right. So to end this, dude, this is redonkulous. This is that couple that got kicked off the airline or the air flight, United Airlines, because I've seen this. Their two year old daughter would not put on a mask. So United this, Air this legitimately pissed me off. Oh, yeah, dude. I showed this to my wife last night. United Airlines explains booting family over toddler refusing a mask. Now, I'm sure everybody's seen this by now, but if you haven't, the video's down here. I'm just going to play the, the intro where the woman, the mom is talking about what happened. Yeah. So here we go. We just got kicked off the flight because our two-year-old would not put on a mask and we tried. I mean, I'm going to put a video on. And they're sending all of our bags and Adeline's car seat to New York and we're banned off of United Forever because a two-year-old would not put on a mask. Okay. And so they go on and show um, them the, the multiple attempts of trying to put this little mask on a two-year-old and we we have kids everybody who has kids you know a two-year-old yeah right? 
your two-year-old is not going <laughs> to listen to you if your two-year-old doesn't want to listen to you. Yeah, it pretty much came down to the dad having to restrain the kid and physically hold the mask on her face. Yeah, and the and mom they still kicked him off. Yeah, and the mom was saying, "We can't force her." Like, what are you what are you doing? And the guy was like, "Yeah, you're gonna have to get off because we have a strict policy. Anybody who's two year old or two years old or over." I mean, shit. My kid refuses to wear pants sometimes. <laughs> yes. I yeah. mean. Dude, I'm the same way. I'm not wearing any pants right now, bro. <laughs> and the other shit part about it is they got kicked off and their shit still got sent to fucking New York. Yeah. So now they don't have any of their clothes or their supplies or anything. Yeah, no. So what she was saying is that they were banned for life from United Airlines. Now, I, I do got to say there was an update. So here, let me share this again. There's an update to this where United Airlines responded to the incident saying, quote, the health and safety of our employees and customers is our highest priority. See how they always hide behind health and safety with all this. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, this is like 1984 indoctrination right here. So we, they, they continued, we are investigating this specific incident and have made contact with the family. We also refunded their tickets and returned their car seat and bags. One last thing, the sources connected to the airline tell us that the family was not banned from flying with them. So we, we shall see. I mean, they were obviously told something different than what uh, this person was saying on the uh, article, but sounds like they're not banned. <laughs> you know what? <clears throat> you know what? The person who made those policies for United, they don't understand how a two-year-old acts, then fuck you. Well, it just that in general. Fuck United. Fuck United. No one fly yeah. United anymore. That and look at the rate of transmission. I mean, kids are not impacted by this. And who, no. really, who really spreads this stuff around? I mean, if your name, if your last name's not Cuomo, you have nothing to worry about. <laughs> I mean, if, if, if you're in a room with someone named Cuomo, you better fucking leave or uh, be on the, the phone with a funeral guide just to buy your casket because. Well, we just we need to get back to everything needs to be in an at your own risk policy. Yeah. Why can't we just go back to that's how it was before yeah. COVID came. Anything was, oh, this is mildly unsafe. Do it at your own risk. And everybody understood that. Nobody had a problem with it. Yeah, dude. Until yeah. they scared the shit out of billions of people. Yep. That's what it is, is uh, everybody is deathly afraid of this. And so at least I'm hoping, like the vaccine thing, dude, I'm not going to get it. I mean, if somebody forces me down and plunges it into my arm, I'm going to shit myself and then I'll wipe it, in, <laughs> wipe it on their face, dude. <laughs> But other than that, I, I have no reason to get the thing. I mean, no one has a reason to get this. I mean, I understand people think that they're immunocompromised and they can't fight it with other remedies. But why aren't we promoting health? Why aren't we promoting vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc? And just yeah, tell people and educate them how to boost their immune systems. Yeah, 
that's the number one thing that, oh, that's not, there's no money in that though. So, yeah. But no one can see that. No one can see. Well, they just go, oh, well, yeah, of course they would do that. But they people would, you know, they should be doing that. But but that's their their argument. It's like, well, see, like if you leave people to their own devices, they're not going to do it. So we have to have people to do it. And that's why you have government involved with school lunches that taste like shit. Yeah. I mean, they're saying how many pops you can have a day. You can't have soda pop, dude. You got to have freaking... I don't know, man. Yeah. It's just a liberty movement. Like my body, my choice. Okay. Everybody else has their choice too. Period. Yeah. That's America. Yeah. That's the way it's been. That's the way it's always been. But um, to end this, we have some businesses that are staying open here in town. And we do. I know that they are. Uh, they're looking down the nose of a $10,000 fine a day, just like Atlas Jim. Atlas Jim, dude, do you know how much Atlas Jim owes in fines? Several hundred thousand. $1.2 million. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, the same with, uh, what is it, Spiffy's just north of us? I think as of last Monday, last week or something, they were at almost $70,000 in fines. Yeah, it's nuts, man. So that's it, it's at the point where you're just gonna have to treat it like it's liquid money, I guess, and just be like, I, there's no absolutely no way I'm gonna be able to pay this back. So, uh, is there a COVID relief? Well, there was a gym up in Olympia that was going through the same thing, and they refused to close, and they were finding them over and over, and they actually went to court over it, and the judge found that the state couldn't provide the burden of proof to be able to find them. So he dropped all their fines. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious to see where all this goes. I think that if everybody opened, what are they going to do? Are they going to find every single business? And then they're going to try, they're going to try. It's like, you won't have a, you won't have a city. You won't have a freaking yeah. city left. Well, if you keep everyone locked down, you're not going to have anything left. Exactly. Right. And with all the small businesses gone, all we're going to have are Walmarts, Costco's, Home Depot's, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. So, anyway. I like that, that uh, here in town, uh, Stuffies is the first one that said, we're not doing this anymore. They're staying open. And then a couple other, uh, I think it was Creekside Cafe stayed open. Yeah. And uh, the Sham was it the Shamrock? No, I think it was like the old the old highway. Oh, Oregon Oregonway Taverns. There we go. Yeah, stayed open. But Stuffies, they came in and threatened them to take away their their liquor license and stuff. Yeah. And <laughs> they went a step ahead and was like, okay, since you're going to threaten to take it away. And then if you take it away, we'll be ineligible to get it forever after that. We're just going to cancel it and yeah, then do what we're going to do. What we're going to do that way we can still have access to it later. Yeah. They suspended it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so they like, they had one up on those guys. That was smart for them to do that. Yep. We'll see how it goes, but maybe we can get into some contacts with uh, some local you know, the people that are staying open and if they have any, you know, GoFundMes or whatever, I don't know. We'll see. 
Yeah, it'd be good to look into. All right, dude. Well, let's uh, let's call the night. Do you have anything else before we uh, call this good? Uh, no, just uh, stay at the ready because things aren't over and things are only going to get crazier. That they are, my friend. That they are. So, all right. Let's uh, let's plan on doing this again on Wednesday. I know Dave's probably not going to be up to the par yet, but everybody I mentioned to, I mentioned to him if he's up to just talking, maybe not being in the same room because he may still be contagious. I don't know. Yeah. I was like, what if we made a little dummy to sit in, like if we were to get access to the studio and he stayed in his room or whatever, <laughs> and we made a little dummy in Dave's spot and then put an iPad where his head is supposed to be. Yeah, we could like <laughs> duct tape it. That'd be yeah. <laughs> and we get a little attachment to plug it in so we can be on the mic. That'd be hilarious. We, we would have to put the duct tape over his mouth because that would be his, <laughs> that'd be like his his mask, you know. He, yeah, right. So any anyway, thank you to our Patreons. We we love what you guys do. Thank you so much for promoting our show and supporting our show. And thank you, everybody else, the fans. We're we're gonna get back to it as soon as possible. And uh, we will address the big bird in the room. Once David returns, he'll have a bunch of stories to tell you. And that's all we got to say. So, Yeah. Thank you everyone for the continued support. We know that uh, this isn't the prime content quality that we were used to putting out, but it's what we can do now. So uh, it's going to get better soon. So thank you, you for sticking with us and uh, on to the next one. Yep, the best is yet to come. All right, where we go, one. We go all. All right, sayonara. Good night, guys. You judge a tree by its fruits, and you judge a big old pink top titty off how much milk comes out of it. Pardon my American American.